Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, you're going to hear the fascinating story of Derek Pratt. Derek has a crazy story of college athletics, injuries, parlaying into acting, modeling, and now training professional athletes. Right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, I am honored to have Derek Pratt on. Uh, Derek has an absolutely fascinating story, and you're uh, going to get to hear the, the details of it. But, you know, Derek, from model, actor to personal trainer, uh, you know, he's kind of done all of it. And then additionally, I think something that's really stood out to me that um, I think is really cool about Derek is he's super passionate about helping others become the best version of themselves. And that stems from his early ages to today. So we're going to learn a little bit about that. But Derek, thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, your podcast is great. So, you know, just honored and, uh, and blessed to be on here. Absolutely, brother. So to kick it off, as a young man at five, you started in gymnastics, which isn't a natural route for a male, but it is a vital or an important thing in an athletic, uh, you know, kind of development of the body. So talk a little bit about that and some of the lessons you learned from doing gymnastics. Sure. So um, I was actually that that two year old that was climbing up walls and jumping off things. And, uh, you know, I I looked like I was about to break my neck way too many times. So my mom and dad decided, you know, if we're not going to be able to stop you from being crazy. So at least we can, you know, teach you how to fall gracefully. So, um, you know, my parents put me in gymnastics when I was five. And that was the first sport I ever, you know, started. And I could not be more blessed that my parents decided to make that decision for me. Uh, it taught me coordination. It taught me strength. It taught me flexibility. Um, you know, it taught me how to be a part of a team, but also really focus on myself as an individual. So it kind of gave me both of those aspects that um, are crucial in my life today. And, uh, you know, I had fun with it. And I'm very blessed that I have tools today that I utilize on a daily basis in my workouts that I learned from when I was five, doing handstands, doing flips, um, you know, doing crazy core work that, you know, I'm able to do now because And it's even stronger. So, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very blessed and uh, thankful that gymnastics was the intro to my athletic career. So absolutely. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and include the link to the YouTube channel where you can see some of these handstands and uh, athletic movements <laughs> to learn a few different workouts. Definitely, definitely. Now, as you progress, you end up getting a great opportunity and knack for football, and it's your freshman year in high school, and a coach says there's one captain spot left. Would you talk a little bit about that and, you know, that opportunity for you in the high school career? Yeah, for sure. So um, early on in high school, actually, I was recruited in eighth grade to attend a prep school. Um, my whole family grew up going to Gloucester High School, which is the public school in my hometown. And I was very blessed. I didn't even know at the time I had um, high school football and basketball coaches going to watch me play when I was in eighth grade. So I got a call from the school. I was already planning on going um, to Gloucester High School and I was already starting to play football with the team and all that. Yeah. And then I have this incredible opportunity presented to me. So fast forward. I'm on the varsity football team at, at Pingree, and we only had two captains going into the season. The last, uh, I want to say the last two weeks of camp, our coach gave the opportunity to everyone on the team, 
whoever wants to put the work in, whoever wants to be that guy that people look up to, um, it's your time to shine. So I was recruited to go to this school. I, I low-key took it personal um, as a freshman that yeah. I was there for a reason. And I didn't care that there were upperclassmen on the team that, that wanted to be captain because I knew as a leader and as, a, as an athlete that that was my spot. So I did everything I could on a daily basis to kind of prove to my coaches and my teammates. Because at the end of the day, it was a joint decision. And, you know, I had upperclassmen vote for me as, you know, a captain as a freshman in high school, which I have never heard of in my life. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only ones to do it. Um, No one gives a freshman that type of uh, leadership opportunities. And for me, I took it and ran with it. After halfway through my freshman year, I was getting big time division one recruit uh, from colleges. And then that kind of helped me really kind of lock in as a grown man when it came to the things I had to do to get to where I wanted to be in life. So I had to mature quick as a 14 year old captain, you know, leading, I was, I went to a prep school. So leading 19 year olds, you know, to, to victory. And that actually led to me becoming the uh, varsity basketball captain as a sophomore. So I, as my, as a sophomore in high school, I had uh, already been the captain to varsity sports teams. So, you know, it's just, I have that different mentality that, that, you know, people, um, you're not born with it's something that you develop and um you know it's it's low-key just kind of I, I I credit my parents for it they every day of my life they told me I could do anything I wanted with my life and they told me anything is possible as long as I believe in myself and you know kid a lot of kids will take that and run with it and I know I did for sure so you know for me being the captain at 14 is expected for the way I hold myself accountable yeah. in my life and you know how i how I want to be remembered when, you know, my books are, when my story's over, you know, I'm trying to write the greatest novel of all time with my life. So that's, that's just what it is. And we got to start young. That's <laughs> right. Wait. That's right. Tomorrow's now, not guaranteed, man. So <laughs> facts. Yes. Now with your dad, I know he played division one football or athletics. And so just with that, I mean, you know, sometimes you get that paradigm of the dad that like pushes you so much that you don't even want to do it. And sometimes you get the dad or, you know, maybe it's the kid, right. That's just open to the coaching. How much of a role did your dad play in, you know, helping you develop and grow as a young person into, you know, your high school years? I will say that my parents equally okay. will, they had, they equally had a, a fair, um, what's it, what am I looking for? They, they affected my life different in high school, both of them, because my mom was a disciplinarian, believe it or not. And my dad was low key, a good friend of mine still is. He's one of my best friends of my life. Yeah. But if you think about it, my dad was my coach, started coaching me real young age. And I was actually blessed. He coached me in high school football and basketball. Oh, cool. And I will not lie. When, it, when, when I was at practice, when I was at games, that man is intimidating you do not want to disappoint him you know he's yelling he's loud he's motivating he's everything you know i strive to be when i get to his age i'm a mini version of him so i know that you know everything he's doing as a coach it's it's very important so as a coach he was huge he helped me get you know division one scholarship offers he helped me you know get this mentality that i have today when you know it's just basically hard work and manifesting your life and my dad is the prime example of that. You know, 
him and my mom had my brothers when they were uh, when they were 17 and 18. They've been together since they were 13 and 14. Wow. They've been married since they were 17. Like my dad played Division One college football, worked, we raised a family of three, uh, graduated in three years. Like this man is a superhero to me. Yeah. But on the other aspect, my mother, if you ask me who I would rather get in a ring with when I was back <laughs> in the day or or now, I'd rather fight my dad who is was a division one middle linebacker. The dude is a beast. He's an animal. You know, he would knock out anybody who stood in front of him. Still, I'm choosing my dad to fight over my mom. She is a different person. This woman, I was, I was afraid to go home, you know, at night if I was out five minutes past my curfew type of thing. So, you know, the two of them combined created this little, this little motivational monster that you see today. And, you know, their, their combined of parenting was so crucial for the way I am today. And, um, you know, I'm very blessed because first thing they taught me is to respect other people, treat other people how you want to be treated. And, you know, it, it prevented me from growing up and being an arrogant asshole. Sorry for the language, but, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, are talented. They look good. They're, you know, they're in incredible shape blah, 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 and they look at themselves, you know, as king shit. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't look at myself in any other way, but, you know, I want to be better than I was yesterday. That's yeah. my whole motivation. That's it. I see people on the daily on my Instagram who want to be better. And my focus is to help them see that superhero that that we all have inside of us. So if I can help them see that in themselves, me personally, I feel incredible. But if I have people who, you know, are doubting themselves on the daily and they're not doing what they're capable of, that that genuinely hurts. And I and I like even if I don't know you. So I, I credit my parents for, you know, giving me that type of almost and my brothers are the same way they're incredible humans um you know just good people first so yeah would you talk would you talk a little bit about the you know comparing yourself to someone else is can be motivating but oftentimes it deflates what you've been able to accomplish talk a little bit about comparing yourself to the previous you or to the yesterday you and how that intrinsically motivates you yeah sure so I mean, I tell everybody, you know, um, don't look like, for instance, my Instagram, don't look at my Instagram page and use that to compare it to your life because my Instagram is a highlight reel. Even the pictures you see me with my shirt off, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving that lighting up a little bit. So you get, you get to see the abs pop a little more, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, there is nobody who is just taking a picture, putting it on their page, doesn't look at it, doesn't study it. I mean, do not, do not compare your life to other people, period whether it's social media, whether it's what they do for work, because that's their life and that's their path. And that's, you know, what we were chosen to do. And we are all capable of so many incredible things. But when you're over there trying to replicate my life, you're not going to be doing it smooth because I'm doing this because it's, it's smooth to me. It's my day to day. It's what I do to get better. And, you know, the only time I'm comparing yesterday to today is so I know all right, I'm going to work harder today and be a better version of me. But I'm not looking at the past, looking at all oh, my ex-girlfriends doing this, or, you know, my friends, are they just got this new car, or like, no. Because you're doing that, you're living outside your bubble, you're distracting yourself from your own success. And, you know, that's really, it's, it's counterproductive. Yes, it's cool to see what other people are doing. And it's cool to see how talented and how extraordinary people are in this world, because we're all limitless. Mm-hmm. It's just this mindset, it's what takes people from sitting on their ass and thinking about cool things 
And it, it, you know, if you have this, boom, you're already manifesting what you're doing tomorrow and you're gonna do it, period. Yep. So I do not like people comparing themselves to anyone. Even when it comes to food, easiest thing in the world. I could be eating the same thing as you every day, right? Yep. Your body and my body, they're gonna react night and day different. You might gain 10 pounds, I might look better. Yep. You know what I mean? You never know. And it's the same thing with your day-to-day life. It's like the way you want to live, go that route. Just yeah. instinctly listen to the world, manifest it, and boom, go do it. If you're seeing it. me and you're like, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I should go do that. No. Yeah. That's, that's you know what I mean? Like, I, that's my life. I'm doing this shit because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But when you're trying to manifest things that I'm doing for you, it's like, no, that's, that's not how life's supposed to be. We all have passions. We all love different things. You know, different things motivate us. Different things inspire us. And I really just want to credit people and motivate people to do, do some soul searching. Mm-hmm. I had a really tough end of 2020. You know, I went through a breakup. I, you know, I lost, I lost a job, but luckily real quick recovered and, you know, made a better situation for myself. Yeah. I ended up moving three. I've moved three times this year already. Like you, you cannot think too far ahead and you cannot compare your life to what the next person is doing. Cause you're going to go crazy and you're not going to be able to actually be successful with what you want to do because yeah. it's what I'm doing, not what you want to do. So I just, good. I, I, I want to tell everybody, just follow your heart, period. You know, if, if you didn't grow up hearing every day, you can do whatever you want with your life. Listen to me. My parents told me every day and it's true. We're all superheroes. It's just some people choose to unlock those powers. Others, you know, they watch other people unlock their powers. And it's sad, but it's true. So, yep. you know, I want to I want to be that guy that helps see helps people see what really is inside of them. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, I'm starting out with with my with my man uh, Andre and just trying yep. to you you know utilize that that platform to kind of get as many people, you know, following my message as I possibly can. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's good. So getting back to your story. So you had over 30 division one scholarships. And so, you know, it seems like it's this fairy tale story, right? I mean, a guy's a four year varsity football captain, got 30 plus D one scholarships, has his pick where he wants to go. And then something happens. Yeah, probably. uh, I can honestly say that was top three hottest days of my life um and the craziest part it's you know I, I have three touchdowns I had like probably I want to say close to 200 yards yeah it was a close game and you know all eyes are, all eyes are on me and you know unfortunately the universe doesn't always want to want to hand us things yeah. and you know unfortunately that day I I ended up blowing my knee up, um, ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus. Um, you know, I was, I was a 6'2", 215 pound running back running a four, four. And, you know, I was planning on going to Notre Dame. That was, I'm an Irishman fighting Irish would have been a dream come true. Um, that little demon in the back of my head of, you know, the wife, but that's definitely one um, that, because I've named since that, since that day. So I'm a freak athlete, but you guys only see so much because I am really injured. And, you know, I, a lot of what I do on the day-to-day is maintenance on my body. So, but at 18 years old, having to call 30, 
30 Division One college coaches and tell them, hey, coach, my season's over. Uh, that was a very maturing day. Uh, that was a very humbling moment. It brought me back down to reality because, you know, my senior year of high school, I was one of the top uh, recruits in the whole state of Massachusetts. Actually, I was for borderline my sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Um, but, you know, once, once that day happened, it was kind of like – that was the first time I thought to myself, like, all right, maybe – you know, being a professional athlete isn't uh, isn't the route that I'm supposed to go down. Yeah. But I'm not – I try not to plan ahead too much. I, You know, like I said, I try to let the universe work for me and follow my passions every day. Because I'm also a Gemini, and, and my, my passions and my instincts, they low-key change regularly. So <laughs> it's hard for other people to keep up with. But for me and myself, I just um, – you know, that's why every day I say one day at a time. You know, I'm starting fresh every day, but – it's the Gemini in me. It, it keeps me, uh, keeps me busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Now there's one university that says, you know what, Derek, we've seen enough. We believe that you could change some things around. And this university happens to have some familial ties. Yeah. So, uh, low key, like I said, universe, gotta yeah. listen to it. Well, my dad was a linebacker at the university of Maine. This man was a problem on the football field and uh, definitely one of my biggest idols growing up and to this day. And uh, ironically, this man was number 43 when he went there and uh, changed to 41. And I actually had the same opportunity. Um, I went and visited the University of Maine after my injuries. My dad came with me and the head coach, Coach uh, Jack Cosgrove, in a meeting with my dad, just puts a scholarship in front of me and was like, hey, listen, you know, we want we want you just like your dad, you know, to be a part of this Black Bear family. And, uh, you know, we would love to make it official today. And I'll never forget that moment. You know, I looked to my right. I saw the look on my dad's face. And it was just that moment right there was it. So I was, you know, I was, it was something he knew that he really didn't expect for me to follow in his footsteps and go there because I had, you know, the Notre Dames of the world. Yeah. You know, I had you. So like all these big schools were, were calling me from day one. So it was just low key. I think he was more proud of me going to UMaine than he would have been if I went to Notre Dame. And it was yeah. cool because like my mom went there, my brothers were raised there, you know, their first three years on this earth. Yeah. So, I mean, it was only right to, you know, complete the circle, go up there, let my dad watch me playing in his old uniforms. I literally wore the same numbers as him you know, played the same position as him. Uh, so it was just, it was surreal. Yeah. You know, I, it was, you know, the world, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, you just got to look at things with a positive outlook and, you know, that's, that's just what happens. So I, I, I don't it. regret anything. Um, you know, I, got, I, I still have a little bit of FOMO from, you know, possibly playing in front of a hundred thousand fans every night, but, you know, I got to play D1 football free uh i'm blessed to take that with me everywhere so i wouldn't change anything for the world and my my path in life has just been so unique in general it's just that's just fitting for how for how the course is going so absolutely so post-college you decide, you know what, I'm gonna move out to Hollywood. And I'm gonna I'm become an actor. I mean, and you know, there's thousands of people that have said this in their lifetime. Um, and as you're out there and you start making connections, 
um, you met, I believe it was front management uh, through your Instagram page. So talk a little bit about how that all came to be. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, my, my life is definitely all over the place. And uh, I was actually, I was an actor from day one. I did all the school plays starting in preschool all the way up through high school. Um, you know, I was that jock in high school who would go from football practice to theater, um, you know, and I actually minored in dance and theater in college. So entertain, the entertainment world was always, a, um, was always an interest of mine. And I just always knew that nine to five was not me. Um, and I've tried it, you know, I've, I've, I'll never say I don't like to do something until I try it. And I, you know, I worked for my dad for a couple of years in the insurance business and not for me. Yeah. So I moved out to LA and, you know, I was doing that with uh, the aspirations of becoming a Hollywood actor. And, um, you know, it was, it was fun. I got to do some cool stuff. You know, I was working through LA, uh, was LA casting, you know, I didn't have an agent or anything. It was just kind of get my feet wet and just trying to figure it out. Like a lot of thousands of people are doing in LA. And, uh, you know, one day I, I had a little direct message from, uh, from the owner of front management who is, uh, they're the top modeling agency in Miami. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just said he liked my look. He knew I wasn't a model, um, but saw potential in me. Now, at this point, I'm like, you're crazy, man. I hate, like, I hated getting pictures taken for football, let alone, you know, <laughs> let me go take my clothes off and go do some underwear modeling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was like, you're crazy, but listen, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to fly myself to Miami the, that next day. So he gave me the chance. I said, bet, I'm getting it. I'm going to yeah. take this opportunity and see where we go. Long story short, uh, shit. I be I turned into a full time model for six years, like right after that. It yeah. was like they front management signs me. Boom! I ended up working with Bruce Weber right away. He is one of the top, most legendary photographers in the industry. Yeah. I've shot a bunch of campaigns with him. I've shot a bunch of big fashion magazines with him. Um, you know, he's been a huge mentor in my life in general. But credit front management for you know finding me, yeah. um, you know, giving me that opportunity. And allowing me to challenge myself and turn turn myself into a model, basically. Yeah. You know, when I graduated college, I, people forget I was a middle linebacker. I was I'm six two and I was two hundred and forty pounds. When was the last time you saw someone <laughs> like that walking in New York Fashion Week? Yeah, uh, never. Wait. Yeah, never. <laughs> I will wait. All right. Now we fast forward. I I got the taste. I got a little. You know. I, I got, I did a Versace campaign. I did a Michael Kors campaign. I did some big things off the jump, which I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. Yeah. Got myself down to 180. Wow. I've walked in New York fashion week. I've walked in LA fashion week. I've been in Miami swim week. You know, I've worked for all the top brands around the world. And that was after hearing everybody who I told that, Hey, I'm going to give this modeling thing a try. What? You're not a model. You're not this. Listen, I wasn't a model, but I manifested it. I figured it out. You know what I mean? It was something I saw potential in and, you know, I decided, Hey, let's, let's give this a chance, which, you know, it put the acting on hold, which is originally why I went to LA, but it gave me, it opened so many doors for me my connections. I've worked, I mean, I worked with the top video and photographers around the world in all the major cities. I've filmed a TV show in Greece, which I can't tell you about yet, but it's going to be on a major network. Like I've been, doing so much since the modeling game and that was just a stepping stone because yep. i know you see me now i'm i'm not really doing too much modeling 
um, you know, I'm working for very specific brands that, um, that I want to work for now. Before it was just my agent would call me, Hey, you booked this, you got to go there. Yep. Now it's okay. Um, now I'm good. I don't want to work for that client or no, they don't pay me enough, you know, but those are yep. things that you work towards and, you know, no one saw that out of me when I was starting off, which right. was the best thing for me. Yeah. I like people doubting me. Doubt me all you want. Cause <laughs> you know what? Tell me I can't do something. Watch me where I'm at in a year. And you know what? You're going to be eating your words. So yeah. I, I would love to get a text later today from someone actually telling me I'm not going to be able to succeed in whatever they think. Yeah. That'll give me more motivation to do it. But you know, it was, it was, uh, moving to LA was a, was a crazy, crazy move for me. I did it by myself. Um, looking back, I was like, and it's funny to see the growth I've made, um, you know, since then I've lived all over the place. I've been all over the country doing what I love getting paid to, you know, shake modeling that's just all because i manifested and i decided this is something that i'm passionate about i'm going to work for it and i'm going to make it happen so people i'm telling you i was the least photogenic person that you could take a picture of i don't care if anyone thinks i'm handsome or if i have a nice smile (laughs) anyone wants to disagree with me i'm promising you i couldn't smile when the camera was out anyone watch friends i was chandler you know (laughs) he, he has the most awkward smile when the camera comes out he's just like that was me so remember, you can you can do anything because I was the least likely person to be a model you will ever see. I love so. it. I love it, dude. <laughs> That's good. And yeah, and you hinted at some of the things you gotta do. I mean, LA, Miami, New York, Ford modeling agency, Versace. I mean, a whole bunch of different things. You ended up signing with uh, bodybuilding.com for a little bit and doing some things with them. And you also gotta be a C4 energy team representative, which was you know, once again, that's a up and coming and now a, a very well-known, you know, uh, supplement brand and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I am the type of person who, you know, when I'm doing anything, it's gotta be to the best and it's gotta be with the best. Um, so these guys, they actually leader for a few different, uh, monthly competitions that they had. Uh, so I was leading a, a group of people, um, you know, trying to motivate them, checking in on their day-to-day workouts and all that. And that was kind of a good intro for me um, before personal training because it allowed me to get the engagement and kind of get used to coaching people and, um, you know, getting that positive and negative feedback at the same time. So, um, you know, it just it allowed me to really get that coaching aspect going because yep. before that, it was more so me just being a team captain of all my sports teams and, and kind of leading the way that way. So uh, bodybuilding.com was great. I worked with them for like six months and then, um, you know, I just had other opportunities come my way, um, like C4, for instance. So yeah. now um, I was actually one of the first people C4 brought on as, uh, as an athlete uh, this year and um, or last year. Uh, and, you know, since then, we've been doing some crazy things. Uh, they've been bringing on some incredible athletes. Uh, and, you know, I'm one of the only trainers that they have as an athlete on, on the team. It's me and uh, Kevin Hart's trainer. He is, that dude is a beast. I'm trying to get on that level. But basically it's the two of us. And then it's just a bunch of pro athletes and like just really talented people. So, you know, I'm honored to be a part of that group. 
hopefully I'm going to get to link up with my teammates and, you know, film some content. Um, you know, I, uh, obviously I, I do work with pro athletes on the daily. So, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to link up with my fellow pro C4 athletes and, and film some content with them and, uh, you know, get, get some things going. But yeah. Being a, being a part of these, these, uh, these teams is, is pretty incredible. I'm actually on my way to the UFC gym in oh, Costa cool. Mesa. I'm uh, about to do a Instagram live takeover for them. We're doing like a little featured uh, workout today. So I love um, it. Yeah, man. Always on the move. I love <laughs> it. Well, we're about to the professional athletes. There's one other thing that this is for like any kid that grew up in our era. Um, you, you're, if his face looks familiar, it's because it's been used as Kato in Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I'm not going to lie. Um, I can probably say this is my top number one coolest <laughs> job of all time. I don't think anything is going to top it unless they made me Kano in the movie. But, yeah. you know, to be honest, the game's probably cooler because I'm never going to age in the game. I'm going to be able to literally play with my kids and be like, yo, that was your dad. Yes. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie and tell them I was that big, too, when, uh, when we did it. But they might have enhanced my muscles a little bit. That was more of, like, the middle linebacker, Derek. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, it was crazy. One, I'll never forget this. One day, I'm sitting in my apartment in New York. Yeah, I'm just. I believe I was eating lunch, and I I just got a phone call from uh, from Ford Models, and they're like, "Hey, Derek, um, real quick, have you ever played the video game Mortal Kombat?" I'm like, "Have I ever played Mortal Kombat?" <laughs> like, first of all, this is the most random question I've ever got by my agent. And second of all, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, Just uh, respond with get over here. <laughs> yeah, facts. Finish him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're like, yeah, well, um, it's been like a decade since they've made a Mortal Kombat game. And um, they want you to be the face of one of the characters. And I was like, hold on. It's like, that's, I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, so we're flying you out to, I had to go to Chicago and had to go to Warner Brothers uh, Studios. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we did, we did that for the day. It took about three or four hours, but, you know, we did the whole facial recognition, dots on the body moving around. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy. And I'm not going to lie, this, this character in the game makes every little expression I make. Like, I, when I can't see very well, I'll, like, you'll see me do this sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll make some squinting faces. Like this character doesn't, it's, it's the creepiest <laughs> thing in the world. So, I mean, it's cool. I'm yeah. not going to lie, but it's a little creepy. Um, I definitely have um, some, uh, some, some crushes from, from my character. I, you know, some of the gamer fans are, I love them. I love them. They're nuts. I don't think, I don't think there's crazier fans out there in the gamer world. <laughs> Like, do you know how many fan pages I have of just Kano, of my, of my character? That's like, I'll get phenomenal. tagged like a hundred times a day in a Kano picture. I'm just like, yeah, this, this is pretty cool, but at the same time, it's a little weird. I've seen some questionable, uh, some questionable recreations of my character. So we'll stop. We'll leave it there. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's a pretty cool honor. And now to your point, you said, hey, the, la the last year has been just kind of a, a roller coaster of a year. Good things, bad things, moving things. Um, so, right, you were in a role. You said, hey, that ended. And then all of a sudden, this opportunity with a guy named Andre Drummond pops up. So talk a little bit about how things kind of came to a close and then how the new opportunity came to be. Yeah, for sure. 
So 2020, basically, um, you know, it was kind of me wrapping up um, a lot of loose ends in my life. And, uh, you know, the year wrapped up tough. Uh, like I said, I lost my girlfriend of four years. You know, we broke up. We lived together the whole time. Um, you know, I lost, uh, I lost a dog. I actually lost a dog with her and also a dog uh, passed away during COVID. So, um, and also I was just had a lot of unsure, uncertainties going on just work-wise, you know, yeah. I was, I was getting a lot of stress going on, which I don't let myself get stressed. So I basically sat myself down like right before new year's. And I was just like, listen, I got to make a change in my life. Um, and you know, at this point I was pursuing an acting career, a modeling career, and I was training, um, team Gaga. So I was, I was, I was training pretty much, uh, a, a rotation of uh, Laga, uh, Lady Gaga's team, yeah. and um, that was that was cool on its own. But it, I knew it wasn't something that was going to be like long, long term. Yeah. Um. So you know, I just kind of sat down and and had to kind of organize my life. And January first came, and I actually uh, team Gaga hit me up and said, you know, she's going to be filming a movie this year. Um. And unfortunately, you know they're not going to be needing my services as a trainer. And, you know, that's, that was a big, uh, that was a big um, financial hit for me. Um, yeah. You know, I was kind of, my, my apartment in LA was, you know, relatively expensive and, you know, that was paying my bills pretty easily. So I panicked internally. It was a 24 hour panic. Um, you know, I was, I was already thinking about, you know, fitness as my career choice moving forward. So yeah. then losing my one client who I was an exclusive trainer for, um, you know, that was tough. Yeah. You know, New Year's Day, I had a great time with my family. You know, I'm home. You just trying to, you know, focus on the positives, manifest, you know, a good year coming up for me. And, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, three in the morning, had to use the bathroom. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I check my phone every single time I wake up or I do anything pretty much. And I had a, a direct message from a good friend of mine um, who happened to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. Um, you know, Andre Drummond, who I have known for five or six years now uh, through mutual friends. You know, he's an incredible human. Um, he messaged me asking me if I was ready to uh, start working with him. And I knew exactly what that meant. We had talked the year before about me potentially being a trainer. And, um, you know, it was just, it was crazy. Not even 24 hours after losing my, uh, my job with <clears throat> Team Gaga. And it wasn't anything on me. It was just because they were busy. Yep. But, you know, I, I got this crazy opportunity to really go into the realm that I've foreseen myself doing, which is working with elite professional athletes. Yeah. The main reason why I didn't, go all in as a trainer from the start is because I just I know the the process it takes to get to where I'm at right now right. and usually it takes years in development and just kind of mastering your craft meeting people and just kind of going from there you know I'm blessed that I am a networker and that you know that's probably one of my biggest skills so I already before I was even a certified trainer I already had all eyes on me physically. Um, you know, I, people look at me physically wanting to be in the same shape I'm in, yeah. but also people look at my work ethic and they're like, damn, like I, I need to get on that level. Right. So it's, it's a combination of things that, uh, you know, Dre has seen 
over the years. Yep. And he's, you know, he's an observer. So he knew that I'd be someone that would, you know, be able to get him to where he wanted to be. So he texted me. I had two months left of my lease. And I said, you know what, bro? I'm still home with my family, but I'm about to fly back to LA from Boston, pack my apartment up. 48 hours, two days. <laughs> Did that in two days. Yeah. I moved all my stuff to Cleveland. And then, yeah. you know, it was, it was time to work. Now, mind you, Cleveland has their own strength coaches. They have their own yeah. personal trainers. Um, but, you know, Dre being a superstar athlete is very specific. And yeah. these guys, you know, they're not focused on just him. Whereas in I wake up and, you know, my first thought of the day is, all right, what am I doing with Dre today? Yep. Um, so it's different when you have that one person focusing on your day to day. And, you know, for, for me and him, you know, we just have that relationship and the cabs didn't appreciate that. So I'd be going on the road kind of acting like I wasn't there, trying to duck and hide from the training staff. And, you know, they didn't like me very much to say the least. Yeah. But, you know, they weren't, they weren't getting to train their the best player in their team. So, um, it was definitely a little stressful going into the situation because, you know, it was a whole new environment for me. I've never trained a pro athlete in season before. Um, you know, so there were a lot of variables going on. And then, you know, a few weeks later, my boy gets shut down, which I've never even seen happen before. So right. the Cavs just straight up stopped playing them. They're like, yeah. all right, you don't even have to go to the, like, don't go to the home, like away games. Like we're not traveling anymore. We're just, we're just working out. And when I tell you this man worked his ass off yeah, every single day, it was, it was just crazy. It was motivating. It was, it was just a surreal experience to be around. And then the fact that we went and dealt with that, that BS for a month just to end up back in LA. I mean, shit, when I tell you the universe works, for you, <laughs> just be a good freaking person. I, I didn't want to leave LA. Yeah. And you know, I was back here three months. So, you know, now I'm, I'm training, not Andre Drummond, the superstar center for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who half the country don't even know exists. It's like, no, nah, I'm working with the Los Angeles Lakers, the number one franchise in sport in basketball. Like, I'm not only working with Dre on the Lakers, but like I'm in the weight room with uh, Mike Nassia, who, who is LeBron's trainer. Like yeah. I'm out here seeing what he's doing with LeBron James, who is the right. one of the goats to ever play basketball. Yes. And it's just like. I am a sponge. I'm appreciative. I am just taking everything in and just one day at a time with it because, you know, you never know where I'm, like I said, a year from now, I utilize this and I take it and, you know, who knows where I could be. And that's stuff I tell myself every day, but I try to live in the moment of day to day. But being in this Lakers organization is crazy. You know, it's, it's just, I feel like we went a whole another league up from where we were at before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've also I've, I was blessed to well, while I was working with Dre, train uh, Cheyenne Parker, who was oh, yeah. one of the top power, power forwards in the WNBA. Um, I was uh, I was got working with Trevor Ariza before he signed with um, the Miami Heat. I mean, like I've and not not every day type thing, but like these are people who I'm getting to be in the gym with, and I'm getting to really just like kind of absorb like All right, this is my clientele now. Like yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm only training pros and that's pretty much what I foresaw myself doing from day one. So, um, like I said, I just, you know, I just manifested that and I'm not going to lie. I got certified officially. Like I was illegally training. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
but now that I'm certified, I, I went from being not certified to being a master trainer, getting three certifications in three weeks from wow. the ISSA. And, and these are 10 week courses that I was passing in like, you know, 48 hours and yeah. just grinding, but you know, that's just, that's just what it is. So I, I, I haven't it. even been a certified trainer for a full year yet. And I'm working with the Lakers. So let that sink in people. I love it. It's the power of connecting and like you said, networking and just making connections and being a good human. Right. Uh, I think that goes a That's long it. way. If, if people ultimately, if, if someone likes you and they see value that you bring to their life in a good way, not in a way that they would use you, um, you know, they're going to want you around. Yep. So be a good person first. Um, make sure you have that like ability that, that people can tell like you're genuine because don't just be a yes, man. Like that's the biggest thing I wanted to like say, like, yeah, it's, it's easy to be a yes man and try to be likable and people can kind of see through that. But if you're genuine, you give real feedback to your friends and, and these people who ask for your genuine opinion, be real. Sometimes the truth hurts, but yeah. it's better for you in the long term. Um, you know, it's, it's just, we're, we're out here. I'm out here trying to help people grow every day and, you know, killing people with kindness is huge, but also being hundred percent with them and telling somebody what it is, no matter what the situation, because people appreciate honesty and yep. people need honesty in their life to grow. So that's just, that's kind of my whole thing. And I think me and Dre, we just connect on that level where, um, you know, it's just that, that attraction and, and it's more so the mindset and then the rest just kind of goes from there. And believe me, I'm, I am one of the like most knowledgeable people in the world when it comes to working out. So it's, he, he definitely uh, made a good decision hiring me, but at the same time, it, it all starts in the mind. So yep. that's just, that's just where it is. I love it. Well, Derek, as promised to the group, it was going to be a fascinating story. You are the man. I appreciate you sharing some time with us and uh, thanks again for being on and we'll have to uh, do another one in two years and uh, see where life's taking you in the next two years. Oh, big facts. Uh, hey, like I said, appreciate you having me. Um, I mean, it's, it's an honor to be able to tell my story. So um, I hope you all enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'm down for round two anytime you want, brother. And if you're ever in LA or if I'm in your city, hit me up. Let's get a workout in. For sure. I love Derek's confidence, which you get to hear throughout the episode and everything he does. He has so much confidence. But additionally, I love how he's willing to pivot. He didn't just bury his head and just keep going down the same path as things and opportunities opened up and present themselves. Derek was willing to step into those and that's why he's been able to travel the world as a model. He's had the opportunity to be a video game character and now he's having the opportunity to train professional athletes. Thanks so much for tuning in.